the Yak Babies. Sex, presidents, and sometimes books. Welcome to Yak Babies, the only podcast on the internet sponsored by the Velcro sound my knees make when I squat. Ouch. My name is Aaron, and here are personal pals Dave. Morning, boys. We have Brick. Uh, it is still technically morning, boys. It is, for seven more minutes. And calling... And for three of us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Speaking of, calling from Old Ireland, we have Old Irish Nico. Hello. Yes, the sun has already set here. Uh, what time is it for you? Five o'clock. Oh, damn. Okay. Right. Yep. Uh, so we're verging into even time for our cross-Atlantic friend. Today's episode is all about pet peeves. Literary, writing pet peeves, things that sort of bug us, getting under our, our skin when we read. I want to hear what sort of little... I, I describe pet peeves as sort of like kind of like smaller things, right? Like big things. Like I think I feel like we can't say books about writers because that's like a bigger, a bigger theme for our podcast, right? These to be sort of like a smaller, more kind of narrow things. Just like ah, that thing just bugs me. It doesn't necessarily have to kill a work for me necessarily, which is just like I think I don't like to see as often when I read or when I write for that matter. I should say as well. So Nico, what about you? What's your what's a literary pet peeve of yours? Nico unfurls the scroll. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, so when you uh, when you first tattooed in his body like memento, <laughs> like... when you first proposed this idea, Aaron, it was TV pet peeves. So mine's about TV, mm. TV writing. Gotcha. Um, but it is it is when something is supposed to be funny for the like story to work, and it's not funny. Uh, so this yes. pretty much killed 60 on the Sunset Strip, if you remember that short-lived <laughs> Aaron Sorkin show that was about Saturday Night Live and was not funny at all. And they were about yeah. – it was instead about, like, them having an emergency change to the, like, West Coast live broadcast because somebody had stolen a joke. It was awful. It was so bad. Yeah. And then – As if anyone gives a shit about that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, instead of just being funny. And then yeah. the the one that made me think of it actually though was Kathleen and I were watching Hacks. Have you guys heard of mm. Hacks? It's like this yeah. Gene Smart show where Gene Smart is this kind of Joan Rivers and then somebody Hannah Einbinder apparently is mm-hmm. is like this this younger comic who uh, gets a job who's on the outs with the comedy world or whatever the fuck and then she gets a job writing for Jean Smart, like writing her new material. Mm -hmm. And there's this scene, I I didn't make it past the first episode because there's this scene in the first episode where like the young, the young comic goes to the old comics house and she's got this big, beautiful house and the old comics like, why should I hire you? I've been doing the same act for 40 years and you know, I sell out every night at, in Vegas, whatever. And she's like, well, because you've been doing the same act for 40 years. She's like, no, fuck off. Get out of here. I don't want to hire you. And then like, you can just feel it coming. Then the young comic has this like blistering takedown where she like turns around and she like dresses down the old comic and gets the job based on how funny that is. And it wasn't funny. Mm. And it was like, fuck God, just the whole thing just (laughs) deflated. And that, that drives me absolutely insane. Like just hire a comedy like a comedian to write that part like don't, I don't that's the thing is i think that the writing staff one. is comedians too yeah but yeah. it's not that's not it a doesn't get much better nico oh no really. <laughs> i've heard so much good things about the show and i've avoided watching it because i was worried about that same phenomenon nico i had the same thought i was like this is not going to be funny it's, it's going to be rough to watch it's not going to be funny it's not oh, a comedy i mean it's a drama right it's like an hour long right Mm. I have to watch it just to see, just out of morbid curiosity. Then, yeah, do it. You'll you'll 
dislike it <laughs> hey, watch intensely, it. a lot of it. Why not fill my life with more misery? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you mentioned humor, Nico, because that's my nitpick as well, is it's similar. It's like writers who think that they're very funny and who who aren't, uh, mm. and they really lean heavily on the jokes. This happens in comics a lot, mainstream comics, where the writer... I think it's because of Twitter, honestly. I think that in social media in general, writers have sort of figured out what kind of like passes as a comedic voice on Twitter, which is like generally not funny in the slightest. And they write their characters in that same voice and it immediately takes me out of anything I'm reading. Um, it also makes me despise the text. It's like, I can't read this and I now actively hate it because I can't. Right. I can't buy it. It's, it's really ruined a lot of mainstream comics for me because so many of the writers are just like, oh, this is funny. It's like, this isn't good. This is this is like cringe to yeah. use the, the modern parlance. It's kind of, is it the, the, the Marvel movie kind of tone? Kind of, yeah. It's also like, it's like modern comedy, television comedy too. It's like the sort of office, uh, Parks and Rec kind of voice. The Gilmore Girls voice certainly is in there, but it's all bad I mean, those shows, you know, whatever, hits and misses, but like more hits than misses probably. But the bad pastiches of it that show up in writing are misses for sure because yeah. they don't even have the value of it being novel. Yeah. It's just like the, the bad recreation of it. Oh, God, it drives me crazy. Yeah, I think it's harder to, to be funny in a book or in comic books because like if it's a movie, if it's like a Marvel movie, something that's funny, like an off the, you know, in the background kind of some kind of quip mm. it doesn't have to be the focus of the thing like you don't have to be like staring at that joke you know whereas you do have to stare at it if it's a comic book and you have to force yourself to like move on to the next one and yeah whereas a movie or a tv show will just keep going and you could be like oh that wasn't that funny but then the next one comes along i don't know it's it's a much higher bar to clear i feel like to to be funny in writing yeah yeah i think sometimes one of mine is is that thing, but also it's not just with comedy, you know, like, especially in like maybe mm. more amateurish writers or not as, not as seasoned writers when the character, usually an in interiority, it slips and you're like, mm. Oh, that's, that's what the author was thinking. Mm -hmm. That's not, you know, it, 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 it either breaks character or the character wasn't, wasn't formed enough in the first place. And they, they have a, they have a thought because the, the author wasn't able to separate themselves from it. Right. Or, or didn't know, better right um wanted to get in there and have their say and didn't have the right vehicle for it yeah or just doesn't know how to write a character that's right up there with another one which is related i think which is that we talked about a million times which is to just like here's the song i was listening to when i was in the shower yes because it's just you don't know how to write it so you're just putting yourself in there and assuming everyone's gonna think of the thing the same way you think uh, which is yep. just dumb hate it like turn on that song that and feel that same emotion <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> that thing break, and then the the I think the the comedy voice thing are also tied. I think to writers imagine they're writing screenplays instead yep. of writing text that are meant to be read. Right, like yep. the putting a, the song in there is just imagining the movie of the story you're writing in your head. And like, well, this, if we played this song, the soundtrack at this moment, it'd be really effective potentially. Right. And yeah. same thing with the comedy. It's like, well, if the actors deliver these lines in this certain tone, it would be really funny. It's like, well, they're not actors. They're just characters on the page. First of all, you don't have the benefit of that voice or you don't have the benefit of the, the sort of the layering of the sound of the mo motion to be effective. So it's like, you have to know what you're writing. You can't try to write a screenplay mm -hmm. or, or write a screenplay. Uh, another one I have that I guess both TV and books, hmm 
tropes that go unsubverted. Hmm. Like if tropes are just presented at face value, I just don't care. Like I don't want to read another Han Solo. You know, like if it's just that, right? Like I don't, I don't need that guy to show up in the book because that's not, that's not interesting to me. Wait, what do you mean? I don't understand. Like so, if there's a character trope or just like a. I, a thing that's like common in in whatever whatever genre if it just presented just at face value is that what it is like oh here's the guy with the rakish good looks that's going to be kind of sarcastic but they're going to find him cute and he's the foil to the the it, it's too i just it's not interesting to me mm. it just annoys me because i think it happens a lot right um, especially when i read like genre stuff like horror or like this is the thing that i almost always bounce off of fantasy with right Right, where it's like, oh yeah, that's the there's Aragorn, <laughs> right, right, the types. right. <laughs> you know, or like, oh, this is the part where like where they thought the good guy uh, actually stabs him in the back, but the motivation is just because his wife is kidnapped, and it's like, well, all right, and the, s- similar to that, which happens probably more, in, maybe more in TV than in books, because I think in books it's the breaking of the fourth wall, mm. where like I think it can be done well if it's utilized thoughtfully, but I think a lot of the times it is not, and it's done because they can't think of a better way to narrate, or they can't think of a better way to introduce dramatic irony. Right. Mm. Yeah, I tend to like that one more often than not, but I see what you're saying, is that it definitely relies on the skill of the, I mean, like, most things I would say probably rely on the skill of the of the writer or writers, right? Do you yeah. what about you? Let's hear some of your pet peeves. Well, the one about a Han Solo is that like, is it similar to just saying predictability? Yeah, I mean, yeah, predictability in general, but also mean like predictability based on like whatever the conventions of the thing is, right? Right, and then not like straying from that, like yeah. writing a hero's journey story and just doing all the Joseph Campbell beats. Yeah, you know, if you just write like basically another Hemingway story, then I don't. Yeah, I don't want to know how a thing is going to end when I'm still in the middle of that thing right mm-hmm. and that's yeah that's all speaking of no one liked my thousand faces the heroes ranked joke on twitter i don't i don't we should I do it the joseph campbell book hero with thousand faces uh. <laughs> it's like where the hero's journey comes from whatever so i was like we should do the thousand faces the hero ranked is our next step up in our on our new ranking <laughs> uh, theme for a podcast that's a full week <laughs> that's good i don't think i saw that uh dave what yeah. are your pet peeves let's hear them. well that was i mean that's one of them for sure and then you know there are others that i've feel like i've talked about probably at too much length like opening a novel with dialogue and which is an upcoming episode <laughs> oh yeah yeah i was just gonna ask if we it feels like we just did a whole thing about that yeah but other than that predictability i guess others deckled pages but that's nothing to do with the yeah that's, counts. The, that's a bad peeve <laughs> certainly mm. i mean I, I got some peeve. some non-related to just in the world in general ones, <laughs> just life yeah <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's part of the topic. It's not a pet peeve exactly, but I think it can be, it's more just like to me, it can be dicey when historical events or historical figures enter into a story. But it's not 100% because there's sometimes it works brilliantly and, and to like, like amazing effect in like truly cherished novels and stories. But also when it doesn't work, it can be the biggest bummer when it's like, oh, all of a sudden mm. fucking JFK is here. And like, why? Mm. No reason for it. The 19th president? <laughs> It just, yeah, it really, it's another thing that takes me out quickly. And it's like, ah, I, we didn't have to do this. There could have been, there's other ways to do this without having to draw on our historical, you know, knowledge of JFK or whatever. It's me a bummer. Mm. Yeah, I can't really stand retellings of mm. anything. Yeah. I was looking at some book the other day I was that I was about to buy. And then it was like this, you know, it was really like well-reviewed. And it's like this retelling of such and such. Like, no, no, I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> Sorry. Retelling of the Odyssey with gangsters. 
<laughs> yeah, or like th- fucking Three Little Pigs or something. Like some with gangsters. Yeah, it's just the whole thing. It's just. Is that only if you know it ahead of time, or like what if you're reading something and you're really into it, and then suddenly you're like, oh, this is a retelling of Three this pigs. other thing? Yeah. Then what happens? That I would be if I realized it in the beginning, that would suck. If it <laughs> if it if it means that I that the end is like the end that I know. But if I don't know the if I don't know the end and I don't really know what it means or what's gonna happen, then I'd be alright with it. I don't know. It just it it doesn't it doesn't make me wanna read the book more. What if mm. this is a challenge? What if we should all try and do a retelling write write a short story that's a retelling of something and give it to Nico and see if he can figure out what they are. <laughs> I want to do a retelling of the little engine that could and see if I can disguise it with gangster stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now you've, now you've ruined it. Yeah. Gave my plot away. Yeah. The little wankster that could. I'm going to do the elf trap. Oh yeah. The elf trap. This could be our, we we should publish the retelling first. Nobody's the original after. Go bad. The novelization. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we still have that, and we also still have the um, our poetry collection project it has to come out as be written first. Oh God, that one might be more doable. It is doable. It I already have the plan in my head. It just requires us to be together and to have a long night. Great. I also have a secret bonus, but it only works when all four of us are in person. I've been sitting on it for a long time. Ooh, smells good. I'm sure. Well, I did just <laughs> oh. fart, but they're not related. <laughs> Any last peeves to put out there in the world to get our grievances heard? Listeners, we want to hear yours. Tell us your peeves about writing. What what bugs you? Little things that sort of just get under your skin with writing. You're just like, oh, I hate this. Tell us on Twitter at yakpeeves and also email us at yakpeevespodcast at gmail.com with those thoughts and ideas. If you want more Yakpeeves content, which why wouldn't you, go to patreon.com slash and get access to our bonus podcast. For $1 a month, we can get all kinds of fun there, including a couple of recent highlights. One, the third monster draft, a Epic discussion, which is going to actually has an exciting conclusion coming too. So you can get that. Also, just in time for Christmas. Yeah, right. The most monstrous season of all. Also, there is a three-hour candy competition. We did a bracket tournament style for Halloween candy and ate the fucking candy and got real sick. So definitely listen to that because it's fantastic. It's so good. Minus the fact that I'm coughing the entire thing because I was sick. In more ways than one. And then lastly is a very exciting new podcast called 101 Ghost Jokes Ranked. You might have heard me discussing ranked podcasts in this episode. Well, we're doing them. We took 101 Ghost Jokes and ranked them in order of hilarity and we lost our fucking minds. Uh, so listen to that too. It's worth it. And then of course we have merch at bit.ly.com slash yakpeeves where you can get our t-shirts and mugs with designs by Brick that are very funny and very inside jokey. So if you want to look cool among your friends with jokes they don't get, wear those shirts and use those mugs. Until then, Yak Babies, yakking off. The Yak Babies would like to thank all the loyal listeners and especially their patrons, both past and present, including Michael, Bonnie, Sebastian, David, Roger, Kathleen, Bailey, Andrew, and William Howard Taft. Oh.